0: to you live from the Cross Country Mortgage Campus in Berea, Ohio. This is Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Here are your hosts, Bo Bishop and Nathan Zagura.
1: Let's do it live on a Thursday edition of Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Merely Bo and Tyvis Powell joining me here at the undisclosed location on the west side of Cleveland. <laughs> How
2: you doing, buddy? You know what? I'm doing fantastic. Anytime that I get to be with my favorite uncle, that's the, right. The man who who started my media career at such you a young it. age. You, you know, I, I give all my credit to you. All my success has come because I study Bo Bishop That's right. for a whole off season of my college football career.
1: That's right. It's fine, it's, and I think it's appropriate that you give proper <laughs> Let's stop paid. this right now. What? you hey, got to give him his
2: flowers.
3: This oh, was a, uh, yeah, I know. The media
1: legend. Uh, let me tell you something. This, this was, a, do it himself. This was <laughs> an apex time for, for interns because I had you, and then probably the summer before I had Holly Saunders who ended up at that. working at the Golf Channel and NBC Sports and hosted the U.S. Open. Um, so that, that was that. all at the same time. See that? I'm about, to just, How about that? I'm
2: about to take off any day,
1: Bo. Just like that. Never know. <laughs> Never know what could happen to you, my friend. Um, hey, before we do, we'll do, we had an OTA today. It was not open to the public, and I want to get your thoughts on some of the stuff we saw yesterday, some of the comments from some of our guys. Um, last night – we, we get back from youth lacrosse and uh, the young young NBC, my 11-year-old, not Black Cobra. He was um, – did I tell you the story on that? mm When he was like four, he loved hoops, and he's like, he's like Dan, I, I think I really need a nickname. And I said, oh, okay. I said, what do you think? He goes, well, you know, Kobe's the Black Mamba. Mm-hmm. Can I be Black Cobra? And I said, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Hell yes, you can be the Black Cobra. That's <laughs> amazing. Like, what an incredible nickname. I don't know if it'll hit with you for- – I don't know if that's something that's going to go throughout life. Yeah. yeah. But at four, five, and six, live with it. Yep. And then so, like probably two years ago in uh, basketball season, he was like, you know, Dad, I I don't know if if Black Cobra really fits me anymore. What do you you think would be a good one? And I said, not Black Cobra. (laughs) So that's NBC. Um, (laughs) So we're watching the – there's no hoops, you know, because he likes watching the hoops, so there's no hoops. So the last dance was on. I want to do a guess the stats with you and Gebe right now, okay? okay? Guess the stats. All right. First one. In the last finals Michael Jordan participated in was 1998.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: How many times did either team reach 100 points? That's what? Jazz Bulls 1998 NBA Finals. I feel like once? <laughs> Zero. Twice. Zero. Neither team a reached 100 rush. ever. And you're going to get a pattern here. What do you how many times do you think either team reached ninety? Once. Twice. Dang,
2: I should have weird. Twice.
1: Ninety. Twice. The Bulls did it twice. 92 and like 93. Okay, here's another one for you. The Bulls won game three in Chicago Stadium ninety two to fifty seven. Utah scored in the fifties in the in, in game three. A lot of defense. Can't shoot, which gets us to this one. (laughs) Nobody could shoot. Gets us to
3: this one. That's why it was my prime. (laughs)
1: Right? Just like
3: (laughs) that. Right in my prime. I couldn't shoot either. So,
1: all right. So, here's the – this is the most – this one's – this is a fun one. Total number of three-point shots made by both teams in the game six final where Jordan hits the shot. His last shot is a bull. Four. Total total number of what? Both teams. Threes? Total number of threes. Four. Made. Both teams combined. Seven. It was six. Now, if I would have started with that, I guess you would. I'm guessing you would have went a lot higher. Yeah, I would have. So the Jazz went two for ten from three, and the Bulls went four for ten. The reason this was, and ten. then what
3: one other, they quick, only took ten. Shot? Only took ten
1: threes. Oh no, that, that's a ha- that's a
3: quarter. Oh,
1: Steph will <laughs> that do that in a half. Quarter. Like, yeah. Okay, how many? Is, I mean, I can't even imagine. Okay, so then. Then that leads to this. There's a a video behind the scenes in the middle of the documentary where they're preparing to play the game six game out in Utah, and they're you know like how kids will do. I'm sure you do this when you played. Like you do like half court shots to end practice or whatever, like that type of stuff. Yep. So the Bulls are having like this outrageous shot competition, shooting from way deep. They are at the hash, which is basically five feet behind the NBA line, or where Steph and Dame and about 50 other guys regularly shoot from, they are all, none of them are taking their standard jump shot. They're all having to take like a run at it, one-handed fling. Dame shoots jumpers from there. Steph shoots jumpers from there.
2: Yeah, it's a different game.
1: People have the conversation all the time about how they want to say, like when they do like Lakers-Celtics 80s, oh, the game's changed, the game's changed. No, 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 no. This is 98. The game has changed. Steph changed everything. Everything. This isn't that long ago in comparison. It's not like going. we're not going back to bird magic. This is 98. Yeah. And they could not shoot it. You know what's crazy is that
2: remember Gilbert Arenas? Of course. Agent Zero. He started Gilbert Arenasville where he was kind of deep, pretty much by the logo, and everybody thought he was insane. Yep. And now that just happens
1: all the that's time. That's just where we shoot from. That's
2: that's kind of crazy how the game has evolved like that. That everybody, you, if you have to be able to shoot that far back now, so when oh, the you guy, have to. when the guy across half court is like defense right now, or you it's, be it's going up.
1: Yeah. The the best football comparison I could think of, and I do think it's just dramatic of a difference, is in that era in football, it was run game, right? It was mm-hmm. run game defense. It was running back driven and under center and eye formation, split backs, whatever. Now it's entirely out of the gun and we spin it everywhere. Yeah. That's probably the two evolutions that the two sports, the two most popular sports in this country have made. Basketball has become a deep jump shooting marksmanship game and football has become a spin it game.
2: Passing league.
1: Yeah, that's what's happened. But I I never would have ever guessed that 23s were taken and six were made. (coughs) In an NBA Finals that's Game that's Six that's in '98, nobody, well, nobody could shoot. Nobody could. Like, well, how I would mean, they even contend with like, how how could you, you can't even compare the eras. Like, you have like Embiid seven two shooting from 23 feet and knocking them down. You got that, that, Jokic from 22 feet. In those times, it was
2: about your center with post moves like I don't even really see a lot of post moves from our centers now oh no drop steps uh Hakeem Olajuwon doing the fakes and spins all of that like that you don't really see the big man do that anymore today Mm -hmm. every every big man can shoot threes now everybody goes that's that's it everything is about a jump shot
1: it is
4: yeah
2: it was they they might as well put the four-point line in there and just go ahead and revolutionize the game some more
1: well I was even thinking like even like the Shaq Kobe Lakers how many threes did they take not many. It I was mean, like had Fish and Robert Ory. Derek Fisher. and and eh, That's Rick a, Fox every once, but not much. It was right. they weren't taking no 23s. What year? Let's see. Their best team was the year they beat, um, Portland. The Shaq Kobe, the yeah maybe that when they went to a – No, the one year they only lost one postseason game. Kings. They went sweep, 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 and they and they
3: lost one game to the Sixers. Um. Three consecutive NBA championships. Uh, 2000, 2001, 2002. Right. Let's see. Game summaries. Yeah, just pull any one of them up. I'm just curious, like, how many – even by then, five
1: years later, because I don't think so. I think it's a Steph thing. I think Steph changed it.
3: I mean these these are all like you're starting to get into the hundreds. Right. Like every game was in the hundreds.
1: But the three-point shooting still down? I bet it is. I bet it's not. I bet it
3: ain't. So right. that's what they don't
2: Like who was at that time it was well, Ray Allen came all right, to the keep league as a dunker. Then he was a shooter. Reggie Miller was Reggie still was now. Reggie was probably the first yeah. one.
1: So the Lakers won 4 out of 5 against the Sixers. Let's just pull one out. This is 0-1. Um, box score.
3: Finals. This is riveting. It really is. <laughs> We're on <laughs> why top I, of Why here. can't
1: I get a box score? Why, why is this so hard? That's what box I,
3: score? I was just trying to all figure right, here out here. I think I got so, it. Y'all basketball ain't, Y'all
2: reference. ain't Googling the right
1: thing.
3: There is no question.
1: All right, here you go. Here's Okay, so it hadn't changed at all. Game one against Philly, uh, the Sixers went four of 11 from three. Iverson actually took eight of them in game one, uh, and the Lakers went six of 13. So even in that era, so I'm. It's a Steph thing. Steph flipped it. That's when the game changed. And you you really can't even compare. You can't compare much at all. Um, we had OTAs uh, again today. This one wasn't open to the public. Yesterday's was. The value of the OTA mm-hmm. does it depend on the player? Yeah, it
2: does. I mean, because you know some guys who miss, and and it's always funny to me because it seems to be a major story when it's some big name guy. That that says I'm not coming to OTAs. Well, first of all, it's voluntary. That's yeah. That's one of the things that you. It really is voluntary, especially if it's a guy who's been, you know, around this this organization for a while. No, they don't necessarily need to come to OTAs. You know what to expect out of them as long as they know the playbook. But those guys that's new to the program or. You know, and, and with this case, if it's a coaching change, yeah, you want to be in there because you want to see that coach's style. You want to feel that. You want to see these new guys, how they're going to adjust to the way you play so you can get that chemistry during OTAs. Mm-hmm. So that's when OTAs is pretty important. Or if it's for young guys that's trying to develop, that's trying to become something in this league, then, yes, those reps are very important.
1: So it's also, you know, for there there are guys out there today and that are already trying to put their resume out there. Yes. I mean, you see in Bubby Vetrone and you're going for some of these guys, man, that's my path. Mm-hmm. That's my way to the rosters mm-hmm. right there. So there's that fight for it. Mm-hmm. And every, if you, I'm for, sure for those guys, every second that you're on the field, every second you're on a blade of grass, you're thinking I better take full advantage of this yes. or my football mortality is going to come in, in, in a hurry. Yeah. So there's that mentality. Mm-hmm. Right. And then there's also, so are you situations unique this year? New defensive coordinator, new special, special teams, teams coordinator, um, so those things will be very different, um, but also yeah. the thing with with the OTAs that is that it's tricky is, of course, the coaches and owners and everybody would want them all there. Yes. But this was all collectively bargained, mm-hmm. and so this is what it is. I actually think Stefanski has a really good approach to it. We're gonna coach guys who are here. Mm-hmm. We're not worried about who's not. Yep. And. That's about all you can do. That's all. Yeah. At the end, you know of the what I mean. It's There's about, not much else you can do. It's not about spending
2: the energy focusing on the guy that's not gonna be there. You got to focus on the guy who is there because 17 games is long. It's a long oh, season, buddy. and you never know what turn might happen in the season. So the guy that's out there right now that you're coaching up might be a guy that you might need. And if you can get some confidence in him and trust in him that you know you could put him in there, you'll know he'll get the job done. So I think for those guys that's missing it. It's really allowing the younger guys or the guys that may not be high on the depth chart an opportunity to show this coaching staff that hey you you need me on this roster so it's a blessing in disguise
1: for the younger guys. It's also um, and you've been on some incredible you've been on some incredibly talented teams and rosters. The one you started on in Seattle, um, this roster I'm not saying that we're ready to accomplish what those Seattle teams did, but this roster mm-hmm. there aren't a lot of spots here, man. Yeah. Like, there's a lot sorted out. Yeah, it is.
2: I was sitting there thinking about it the other day. Like, you could pretty much write the 53-man roster right now because the spots is pretty solidified. It's a couple of – you know, you're talking about the six wide receiver or the last corner. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you could argue those things. But as far as the starters, the first 22, like you – I think those spots are pretty much pinned in.
1: I think so too. And, I, you know, the last time that that you and I did the show together, we were were talking about, like – kind of the setup and the Jim Schwartz defense and Mm -hmm. what I was going to look for. And I'm pretty sure we talked about this from the standpoint of felt like we needed one more. Yep. And then they got Sedaria Smith between then and now. Um, What I mean, it's I asked the question knowing the answer in in that it makes a very big difference. Yeah. (laughs) But but is it is that enough or is there does there need to be one more? Do they need to get another veteran in the middle of the defense?
2: See, that's the thing. I always look at that, that linebacker position. And I know that's something that we don't you know, The Cleveland Browns don't really value that much. Not saying that they don't value it, but they don't spend a ton of money there. You know, and, and yeah. Anthony Walker was a guy that was the voice. He was a leader. He was everything that you wanted in a linebacker. As my only concern is that will the is the health there? You know, will he be that same guy? now if yeah. he's coming off of his injury? That's the only thing. Outside of that, I think he answers the questions on can he get things done. Would I like a veteran in there? Just in I'm case? saying D tackle. Oh, you are talking about D
1: tackle? D tackle. Like, right now, it's I, I, it's Tomlinson and siaki Ika. Ika. Yeah, I mean, the, and then behind it, it's Tommy and you know Jordan Elliott, like those yeah, guys. Yeah. But we we've been waiting on them a while. Yeah, I I think this organization is kind of pat. We can't wait on guys anymore. No, we Not can't. No, CFC. no, it's it's, it's, it's go.
2: It's right now because after this season, it's a lot of contract things that you might have to get into. It's it's a lot of people that might be leaving because of the contract and because of the cap. So this you have to hit it this year. You have to make sure everything is right. I like Ika and I like Tomlinson. After that, it's a bunch of we don't know, and that's if even to, Ika we don't know. True. And we're going to rotate this D-line because we're all about pass rush. We're all about getting after the quarterback and being productive. You want to keep these guys fresh. I think you do have to add another guy that's proven that can definitely get something done. Because at this point, if you got a Z'Darrius Smith and you got Miles Garrett on the edge, you got to have somebody in that middle that's going to get eyes. You got to – they have to respect this Tomlinson can do that. Exactly. Tomlinson will do that. We need we, we probably do need one more.
1: All right, I'm, I'm, I just pulled up the um, available D-tackles. free agent list that's still out there. Keep um, all right, so we there. got a uh, – let me see. On the D-line, we got a Ionitis, Matt Ionitis, 29. He's a respectable guy. You got uh, Dewan Smoot is still out there, mm-hmm. uh, most recently with Jacksonville. Um, you got Shelby Harris, Seattle. That's oh, I like I play played with Shelby. Right? Yeah. Listen, Shelby is one of the best pass
2: Block uh, or uh pass deflectors, I've ever seen in my life. His ability to match a quarterback's hand is unbelievable. I think when I was with Denver in 2019, I want to say he might have led the team and passes deflected really, out of, <laughs> the even, even out of corners. I, I think he's up there.
1: That's pretty good. Uh, then, then it's uh, that's like Corey Peters and Dominican Sue. Dominican Sue is 36 years and
2: old, Dominic and Dominican Sue is not coming until he understands that he has an opportunity to win the Super Bowl with that team. So, yeah. he he's a late addition in the season, like
1: week 10 or something like that. I don't have a problem with that. I think you're probably right. He's definitely not going to be here for camp. No. <laughs> he's not doing that. No, <laughs> you're going to forget that. People forget how good he was in college. Yeah, he, uh, he was unblockable. He, he was, was the a, Aaron Donald of college football. He was a monster.
2: He was the nastiest dude ever. I mean, he, yeah. what he was doing to centers at Nebraska, <laughs> yeah. it was it was laughable.
1: It really was. Uh, Chris Wormley, I forgot to mention him nah, uh, with Pittsburgh. Is 29. he from Cleveland? I think you he, said it relatively emphatically. Man, I feel like it's I, your, he's
2: from Ohio.
1: For I feel sure. like it's your that's your age group yeah. and your I, wheelhouse
2: I wanna, more wanna than wanna mine. I want to say because he went to the, the team up north, right?
3: Uh, He did play football at the team up north. Yes, then he is uh from Ohio, Born from Toledo. Okay, he's from Ohio. Yeah, you knew that. I mean, Toledo, it's an armpit, but <laughs> sorry.
1: Can't be flamethrowing Toledo. <laughs> <laughs> what what Toledo ever do to you? Well, you know, that's a big
2: war right now. 20 minutes here. to
3: the south, baby. It's, it's, it's a war that's between it. That's the city. only school that matters.
2: It's a war between Ohio and, and that state up there for that, that city. Yeah, the well, Toledo Strip.
3: State, state up north would make it about that. Yeah, they, that's what it is. That a was the big fight. A they wanted
1: the Toledo watershed. <laughs> that's it. That's, that's what they wanted. So it's right there. Idiots. I have spent next to no time in Toledo. I've only driven through it I, and around I, it on my way to Ann
3: Arbor. I, I have no I, idea.
2: I had a brother. My brother went to college there, so okay. I, I was I'm sorry. Quite off. Thoughts of and yeah. prayers. I
3: actually thought about going there for a while. Well, thank God, common sense prevailed. <laughs>
1: who was the um, which which y- y- who who offered? Who was the one who saw the light down there? In Columbus, uh, it was Taylor Johnson. Taylor
2: Taylor Johnson told Jim Trussell to to send me the offer. So Jim came up to my high school, and yeah, we had a nice conversation. And, and then I'm
1: sure it was um, you know, when Urban came in, it was like every whatever you were promised, you're getting all of it. No, no questions. No, <laughs> yeah,
2: absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> you know the 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 thing that I respect is that he respected my commitment. He honored the commitment because yeah. after Jim Trussell, obviously I committed after Jim Trussell resigned. I committed to Luke Fickle, yeah. and when Urban got the job, he honored it. He could have easily said, we pulling in, I don't think you're that type of player, so I respected him for honoring my commitment, even though a year later he was telling me I might need to transfer. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Standard operating. But that, and that I believe it ended up working out well to, for him to it keep did. you. It worked it out okay. It. It worked so out okay. I, I will say this, Toledo when I was at Bowling Green, the city, yeah. not so great. Yeah. It has come a long way. Has the, it? Okay. the city is fine college campus that's there, there you leaves a lot to be desired but the city like the i'm totally fine with it's there, there's some really cool places to go and yeah. check out and it, it, they have a nice little downtown area now
1: okay all right good job out of you toledo there you go
3: did he still sell, part of did Ohio. he sell
2: you on it you go and no, check it Michael. out no
3: <laughs> tony pacos baby <laughs> what's that That tony pacos the famous hot dog uh who's the guy from mash that dressed up as the lady Jamie Farr. <laughs> okay. It's Jamie Farr's place. That's
1: his joint? It's like they, celebrity. They like, they're, they're, sling taco?
3: Or they sling uh, hot dogs? Yeah, they have the best chili dogs. And, and there's buns you, all you, around you the you walls that are autographed by Bo. It is beneath Bo. He's, he's in not east beneath side.
1: me. No, not that at all. He's an east sider, too. I'm not, I'm not saying.
3: No, he lives in Columbus now.
1: Well, he was. Well, here's what I would say. Congratulations on all your success. He's got a lot of it. I would say this. What what is the best chili? I mean, how do you make like a chili dog? Is a chili dog honestly like what's the margin here?
3: Even a great one, it's not they, like they I'm do gonna it be really like really well, and it's not
1: like I'm gonna be like, oh my gosh, it's game
2: changer. I tell you what, it's <laughs> a hot dog. I don't think I've ever been ever heard somebody say, oh my god, I'm craving a chili dog. Never,
3: my wife, me. <laughs> <laughs> that's why we're that's why we're ah. we do so well together.
2: <laughs> you crave one? Are you a skyline chili guy? Uh,
3: No. Oh, okay. No. If I'm going to do a hot no, dog. That ends poorly. Like
1: I don't ever want to put chili <laughs> with it. I like chili independently a great deal. I don't mind a hot dog at a game. In fact, I have a hankering for one sometimes when I'm a game. I like a hot dog. A Absolutely. Game. I love a hot dogs. But ev- I've never in my life been somebody who seeks to combine the two. I agree with that statement, but I don't mind it. I will do it, but that's
2: not like
3: get it, get it. Never, good, like, I haven't just had messy a t- with a bunch of chili, shredded I had, cheese, and some I haven't diced had a up chili onion. dog, and like I don't even know when. I don't.
2: Yeah, I couldn't tell you the last All time. All right. I well, well good I tell-
3: news. We have a grill during mandatory mini camp. I'm gonna do chili dogs chili for dogs? everybody right here on the patio. Isn't that
2: something you do when it's like the weather's breaking a little bit?
3: It feels like it. Uh, you can. I mean, yeah, I, I, do I you mean, eat
2: chili in when it's in the
3: summer? Sure. No, uh-uh. like I I don't make <laughs> I don't, it. No I mean, no no no. What's wrong? <laughs> I, I don't make it. Where but begin? I'm just saying like if, there, if I want a chili dog, yeah, whatever. Yeah, I'll I don't
1: I don't I don't, I don't I don't do the I use chili from scratch and it's all it's like end of
3: October to April is the window for I it. I don't like, bring it. I just out feel, feel
2: like chili dogs just don't
1: end well. Never does.
3: No. Or never. you can't you can't drive with it and eat it. Like this is not something you got to sit down. I think, and,
1: he's think yeah, and also like. End well, yeah,
2: I'm talking about, yeah, after you consume it, I don't think it's, yeah.
3: Um, You rent it. You're not, you're not keeping it. That's fine. We have
1: reached, uh, we have reached the final round of the new dog logo contest. Make sure to let your voice be heard. Oh, I should send you, do you want me to send you the picture? Visit clevelandbrowse.com slash dog logo to cast your vote. I'm guessing it's top left and bottom right from the original four. Yep. Top left and bottom right. You had that. So I believe I had that. Here's where I am with it. Initially, um, I liked the one that was to the right initially. Now. Hold on.
2: Wait. I got to see the one to the right.
1: Well, you had it. I think you have it right. The The
2: one now. Oh, you're talking about the one I just showed you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Everybody. A lot of. Uh, the one to the right is very old school style to me. Like it's. It's like the old dog pound type thing. And the one to the left now is like the new modern version. That's what—that's okay. the vibe that I get from
1: it. Okay. I don't promise. Um, initially, I liked the one on the right. Um, the one on the left was always one that was in my groupings until they put them on the gear. So mm-hmm. they tweeted it out, what they would look like on the gear. And then the one on the left. For and it me, changes
3: your perspective. It on ran it. away with
1: it. I thought it was, I thought the one on the left with gear looked great. Um, it really popped with the gear. And the one on the right mm-hmm. kind of looked, on gear, just kind of looked like a blob. Like on a, on a brown hat or an orange hat, it just kind of looked like a blob, yeah. where the other one had a very distinct look to it. So oh, that's, yeah. and by the way, I did this with my kids, all of them in separate rooms, and when, when, they, when there were five of them, mm-hmm. and they all picked the one on the left. They all picked up. I was going to
2: say, on the, the one on the left is like the new Yeah, my kids all went with it. It wasn't close. But the one on the right is not I, – I do agree. I like both of these. I agree with the gear thing because the, you can't even see the eyes on the one to the right.
1: Did you see the – pull up the picture with like the, the – on the hats and stuff? No, I didn't see that. But I will
3: find it for you.
2: I, I think the one on the left to me is probably going to be the one to take away. The only one I did like is the one that was in the middle because of the CLE on the little neck part. Yeah. But I didn't like the dog on it, though. Like, the teeth on it kind of was not right to me. But I think the one on the left is going to be the one that, that wins this thing. Yeah. My God, we
1: tweet so much, I can't even – I can't find the <laughs> – I was looking just for just the image, but there's been so much going on that I can't find it. But, yeah, so that's what it that is. So, vote. vote. Uh, let your voice be heard on that front. But I, I, I'm, I, I'm with the one on the left is where I stand at this that, that's point. That's so, the one going to win. That's the one I like. I think that looks pretty good. By the way – um, you know, we were talking about – we've talked a lot about the passing of the late, great Jim Brown. And we were talking about, you know, there will be ways where we pay homage to him. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the things that, that Gibby and I were talking about, I think it was on Monday, we were talking about the – that was going around like the 32 on the helmet. Yeah. Like the black 32 on the helmet, which I think is a no-brainer. Yeah, like that's, every, that's
2: definitely going to happen. I think every team – how the NBA got to six. No, three. I'm talking
1: about – on the side. Oh, like oh, – The logo. Oh, okay. Like Alabama style. Like, like when that. we wear the throwbacks. They should do that, like too. Like when we wear the throwbacks, 32 on the side yeah. of it. I also think like midfield, right? I mean, don't I would – Don't you put block I, 32 I would, in the midfield?
2: I would. I don't know if they will. They're probably going to put this new dog logo there, but I they, mean, he would definitely be on the I side. I mean, that's – Just stick li- that block I like 32. It. I like it. Right in the middle. I think that would be – amazing to honor him in that way yeah
1: and
3: appropriate so i just sent you uh those pictures uh mr powell and mr bishop all right should have a text coming in here in just a minute all right
1: i also uh john saying that um okay how dare you like try to make it a that i don't like hot dogs i you sir i grew up on the ponderosa I need I stuff to make a billy goat puke, Pond and you're brood. trying to shame me.
3: Are you getting flack? About, yeah. I, oh, You uh, don't like chili uh, dogs.
1: No, it's but it's, no, I, no, I didn't say I didn't like them. I said I've never thought, sought one out. You're 100% right, Bo. You with me on the gear? Yeah.
2: You're 100% correct. The one on the left the gear looks 10 times better than yep. the one on the right. It does. Yeah.
1: Yep, that's a runaway. That's a runaway. Yeah, the one on the right, like it, om- you almost can't make out what it is with it, the gear. For some odd reason, and not
2: that it looks like it or it has anything to do with it, but it just reminds me of the Chicago Bears logo, and I don't know why.
1: The one on the right?
2: Yeah, I don't know why. Yeah. Like when I look at it, I'm like, it look like the Bears logo. Back when they had the actual bear, not to, yeah. Not to see.
1: Yeah, it's the gear that separates. Um, also, this from John, uh, Paco Sauce isn't the same as uh, – beans and beef chili they sell it at grocery stores it's legit so have you had it tony pacos yeah have you had the dog like yeah. the sauce what is the sauce so is
3: he saying it's not beans and beef chili no 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 it's not it's more of a liquid uh you can buy it in grocery stores does it have any meat or bean in it or is it just a little liquid? bit it but a it, sauce? It, it's it's definitely more it, it's a so finely, it's not a chili though oh no it's chili it's more of a liquid chili
2: See, that sounds bad for your stomach, man.
3: Oh, there's a lot. You, you should have sh- seen I what I put in it last right. night after golf. <laughs> How'd that go? Was it nice and warm for you out oh, there? Every Wednesday, man. Worst day of the week weather-wise, three weeks running. Worst day of the week always happens to me right when I'm teeing off at maybe, maybe, uh, <laughs> 6 o'clock. You know
2: what I'm going to do? I'm going to look into getting a chili dog. Just cause. Let me easy. know how it I'm goes. I'm
3: going to bring you the Tony Paco's can. By the way, they come with these garlic pickles. Where do you get it? You
1: get that anywhere? Yeah, at a grocery
3: store. Absolutely. I've never seen it on a shelf. I've never heard of Uh, it either. Well, when it comes out of the can, okay, okay. But (laughs) once you get it warmed up and everything, then you're good. Ah, Is it? I'm not trusting that man. No, I'm I'm with you. I'm I'm with you. Come on, embrace it.
1: Are the dogs better? Like, is it a different quality of dog? Like is it what makes not the dog? Necessarily. I not mean,
3: it, necessarily. Not necessarily. Yeah. So it's really just comes down to the sauce.
1: It comes down
2: Everything to the Everything else sauce. is the same. So yeah. it's like it's like canes.
1: Same. That's it's good
2: the job. The sauce. Nothing
3: wrong it's with the canes. Sauce. The sauce. <laughs> Nothing wrong. No, the kids I love. That's like
1: cocaine for the kids. <laughs> if, they, if they get that, they're on it. On it.
3: If they see one, on Uh it. who did I ha- who'd I have on uh <laughs> Our new center from all, from the Ohio State University. Whipler. Whipler was on BPA with me, and I said. Good get out of the BPA. Thanks. You're welcome. Listen to it. Grab it today. Nah, I'm good. All right. Fine. <laughs> wow. Hater. Go ahead. Don't first, worry. First, you'll best, hear it. Best, best, best. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. You'll hear it. You're right. I will. I will hear it. Maybe sooner than later. I was like, I was like is there one thing like since yeah. coming to Ohio? And he's like, I know it's up here. But I haven't been up here enough yet. He goes, you got to go to Strongsville. He goes, Strongsville. Canes. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I'm aware. Of, like, you don't have to tell me. Tell he
2: goes, a Crispy chick.
3: he said, I'm, he goes, raising Canes is everything. But he said, I, I just don't, like, if I eat it too many, like, I can tell if my body, if I eat it too much. Well, A little bit of sodium in back. that
1: so that you get a little dehydrated. It's right here. There's one right here. Uh, oh yeah. yeah, yes, yeah,
3: There's it's one right on here. Bagley Road. There's yeah. one in North Olmstead. I go, yeah. dude. They're all over the place. up here. Here's You're what people don't fine.
1: realize: it's a Louisiana chain. Really? Locally no owned, but no it originated in Louisiana. Canes did. Um, so tied to Ohio, though, now that yeah. it feels like that it's. And I think all that is just you know that's that one right there on campus. You just crush.
2: Yeah, that's um, the, that was. Uh, I spent many many days there.
3: Coming back from the combine, stopped in Columbus. That's, that's right. What we got little canes on the drive back. Keep the slaw.
2: I agree. I keep agree it. with you. you. Keep it. Please uh, keep the Give slaw. me give
3: me extra Texas toast. Yeah, toast. I do love the toast. I think toast.
2: that's the that that slaw probably gets substituted more than it should. I've never. No, I think I've, it's appropriate. That I've it's never seen nobody like eat. Crush it. that. No, huh. not many of the other
1: options. The other thing, I, the only criticism I would say is, don't don't maybe a little bit bigger. No, this sauce game. Canister on the sauce. I get like three of them. Well, I know, but they charge you for them. So, like, maybe maybe give us a well, little bit more. If that's the case, then they wouldn't make no money. I think they're doing fine. You're right. So, they're, only, I mean, s- they're, listen, they're opening a new location every week. Up anybody here. who only sells one item is doing good. Yeah. You're doing real good if you'd sell one. Yeah. You're Dang. killing it. It's just like in and out. They're only doing burgers, man. Don't do the fries. Don't, bring, don't get the fries. No, I'm just saying, In-N-Out. like,
3: why did you bring An- anybody? Anybody,
1: anybody who's only selling one is killing it.
2: You know how upset I am that he just brought that up? Why? I, I haven't had In N Out since since I left San Francisco. It's like, been a minute. March. It was and fantastic. I almost well said I miss it every day of my life. Everything's Every just fresh
1: on it. That's what it is. Yeah, Everything's sliced yeah. fresh The animal lettuce is fresh. Of course. What am I, Heart of Animal Style? Of course. <laughs> it's a mailbag. Uh, tweet us your questions at Browns underscore. <laughs> I feel like we've already
3: started the mailbag. <laughs> it's, it's in play. Yeah. It's,
1: it's our Friday. What do you want? We're going into a long weekend. It is. Um, this was fun. I saw this from Bill Connolly. Top 75 college quarterbacks of all time. You know a couple of the guys who made this list.
3: Oh, he's already studied it, and okay. he, it, we'll save it for later on, but the man has some opinions on this We've list. got it.
1: So we've got that. Uh, you'll hear from uh, Jordan Aikens from OTAs. As we mentioned, it is a mailbag. We'll take a look at the draft class. Obviously, some Buckeyes on this roster that uh, Mr. Powell have a pretty good handle on, so we'll get to all of that. We're off and running on a Thursday edition of Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by Bally Bet a sports betting party of your Cleveland Browns coming. We added a new line.
3: I see. There are some new taglines. <laughs>
1: there are. I
4: wasn't prepared for that.
3: Yeah. Throw a little wrinkle in.
1: There, there. you go. Okay. Very We're good. Closer. Cleveland Browns daily, 850 ESPN Cleveland.
4: <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal. So why not refresh your home with a little help from blinds.com? Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices, free samples, free shipping, and our 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off at Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.
0: Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland.
1: All right, we'll get to that uh, top 75 quarterback list in just a second in college football. Let's just say a little bit of a teaser for you. A name you know is at the top of it. A name you know quite well is at the top of that list. Um, so we'll have a little fun with that. Oh, we will. Um, <laughs> all right, so all right. getting a lot on this Tony Pacos guy. Don saying it's a great company out of Toledo. He delivers a lot of their – it's Hungarian Sauce and Pickling Company. Oh, here it is. Tony Paco's hot dog sauce with beef. Okay. mm I'm telling right, you. This is from uh, he, the Pacos. Pacos dogs are different. They're Hungarian hot dogs. They have a really nice snap when you bite them. I've never Pacos seen Pacos also has really good hot pickles. Oh, I've got this in my refrigerator, the hot pickle. <laughs> All right, see? I was wondering where I saw this, where I've seen this logo before. Yeah, so you yeah, do yeah, the yeah.
3: chili and then
1: the pickles okay. on top. Yeah, we've got the hot pickles. We get them up at the lake.
3: Yes.
4: Yeah, that's I, where it is. Very a, prevalent up there. I'm, yeah.
1: a, I'm a pickle connoisseur. But
4: yeah, they're a, good. I mean, that's it's a like a pickle pickles. relish.
1: Yeah, the pickles, it's a it's a sliced hot dill Yep, is what it is. But they're, the pickles are the legit. Yeah, I, we've got those in the refrigerator right yeah. now. Yeah, add the
3: little chili to it, the liquid chili. So, so you're going to have one is uh-huh. what you're saying.
1: No, I'm not having it. I have no interest in having a chili dog. <laughs> it's just Hater. I don't like the mix. Well, Hate he, her. he
2: said he's going to grill for us, so you're going to have it eventually.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. By the way, Zagura, who is in Puerto Vallarta, has weighed in on the dog logo, and we ha- this is big news. We have a changing of the guard for him. He's been a right guy the whole time. Now his tweet, the most influential member of this organization – I love both of these, <laughs> but big, I'm leaning to the one saving. on the left. Oh baby. So this is a this is a he is a flip flopper now.
3: Oh well, that's a girl.
1: You allowed yeah. you're allowed to flip one time. I flipped I flipped you emphatically with the uh look at it on the gear. I agree. Cuz you were kind of on the fence. No,
2: I was no, I was with the left, but, but I was that, but I could see the right, but once I seen it on gear, that it's done. It's done. That's the one. If, if they asked me they, they are we're even, on their show. We're done. It's done. The one to the left. <laughs> yeah. Don't yeah. make don't don't mess this up. The one to the left. It'll sell more. Trust me.
1: Yeah. You, it looks good on a hoodie. It looks good on the hat and, and, the hoodie. Hoodie. and the hat. Yeah. Um. Michael blocks at the goal. He's playing right at Colonial
5: today. Yes.
3: And I, I was looking for a leaderboard update and didn't see one. So I'm like, maybe yeah. they haven't teed off yet. I don't
1: think – I didn't see anything from Memorial. Memorial's next week down in Columbus. I didn't see anything if he was invited to that. I have not seen anything either. um, I
3: saw the U.S. Open list. Obviously, Tiger not on it. Yeah. Well, Um, it's going to be a year for him. Tragic. I think Sergio qualified for the U.S. Open at some
1: regional – He did. He shot 66-66 last weekend. Yeah, some guy –
3: Sergio shows up at some muni course and – Right. Qualifies what if, for the U.S. Open. I would have thought wasn't, he, wasn't, he didn't have an exempt.
1: When did he win the Masters? That's not that long ago, is it? Doesn't I don't that give think you so. a bigger exemption? It should. I guess it does. Obviously, it doesn't, or else he he's wouldn't be awesome playing movie. some Muni.
2: Look, you want the best in there. If he shot, if he's shooting good, then let him in. He might win it. He might run away with this thing.
1: All right, he won the Masters in 17, so I bet it's got a five-year exemption. That's what I'm thinking. So that's why he had to qualify. Uh, five-year major exemption to be my guest. Um, all right. So, Block said the most famous person he heard from was Michael Jordan.
2: <laughs> Gebe
1: wants to know who's the most famous person you've ever gotten a call or text from, former teammates and coaches nonwithstanding.
3: So, yeah. So, Michael Block said he's gotten thousands of messages, yeah. hun- You know, hundreds of texts, phone can't handle everything. But that Michael Jordan reached out to him and was like, hey, congratulations. Love your game. Like, this is what's great for golf. And he had this whole moment where he, like, it was at the press conference before this weekend's tournament. He's like, you know, Michael Jordan, like, that's my hero. Sure.
2: (laughs) I had actually a moment like that. Deion Sanders reached out to me. Come on. Via Twitter. He was like – it was after the Alabama game. Sure. So, after I picked it off and ran it out, I put on Twitter like I was trying to – be I seen Dion's highlights and I thought I was Dion. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> he responded and said, Prom would have did exactly what you would have <laughs> did except I would have scored. <laughs> I said, you right about that. you right about that, yeah. <laughs> but that was like a hero. That's who I looked up to. That's who every DB looked up to. So, when he responded and said that, I was like,
1: yeah, I made it. I done made it. <laughs> I'm sure you know this, but – um the what he was doing at nineteen and twenty at Florida State to cultivate Prime. Yeah. His brand. Mm-hmm. He looked around and said, None of these defensive players make any money. None of them have endorsements. I gotta come up with stuff. Yeah. And he would have when I was in Tallahassee, we would pull up like this archive video of his press conferences that he would have they played uh, Auburn in a sugar bowl in, like, 88, 8, or 9. Mm-hmm. He is um, he is in this interview thing. They had a um, uh, a receiver named Lawyer Tillman. Yeah. And he would stand up there and say, you tell the lawyer the judge is coming for him. Like, he did <laughs> stuff like this when no one was doing this, man. And then he backed it all up. He had, like, Bulletin a board and material. That, that the the didn't care. That was and the best thing about him. He and back Bowden up. didn't care either because Bowden realized it was good for what he who the kid he was trying to recruit like mm. to empower somebody like that it yeah. was good that everybody would benefit from it so he encouraged it so like he not only's maybe the greatest pure cover corner in the history of the sport but he's also one of the most influential in terms of yeah. the branding of players other than quarterbacks and receivers and running backs. Like, he flipped all that.
2: Every DB want to be like Dion, just from the field swag to Dude. the confidence to the way he talked, the way he walked. The
0: it, bandana, the everything, wristbands. Everything. To, he wore a I headband did that in around high school, but he his
2: headband around his neck. I did that same thing in high school because, Dude. you know, <laughs> The man, he, he definitely put a, a stamp on this game. It's no wonder. That is a bunch of kids that want to go to Colorado and play for I me. Mean, to get a chance to play for Dion, like I mean, that's you. That's something you dream about.
1: I played small school nothing quarterback in Montana. Yeah, you want to know the face mask I used? Oh, <laughs> you got. It's the
2: right not back. even.
1: It's not even the. It's not a quarterback I face mask. You
2: can't do that. Actually, they would have. Told, right here. They would have told us you play quarterback. You can't do. You that. You can't do that. Yeah, you got to no, no, be able to I, see I want that one.
1: That's funny. That's the one I want. Right that is there. actually really just funny. Right here for Prime. Love. He, was, he was the man. Absolutely the man. Um, that is pretty good. I got a call from Jack Nicholas once. That's probably my answer to that. Um, yeah, that, that doesn't that suck. Would be, it was memorial stuff. Like, I got to know him a little bit just through the memorial tournament. So, um, that was the probably the most famous. Um, yeah, there's some good ones. How about you, Gibby? Uh, LeBron? LeBron? Uh, no. <clears throat> hey, no. he's your boy. BT found that picture of you chumming up with LeBron. and LeBron go way Is, back? That, is
3: there a bit of a picture that's been posted recently?
1: Yeah. It's of you, Bron, and another Mr. Bishop posing, and you look really happy to be sitting next to LeBron.
3: Yeah, I was sitting because I had just gotten my ACL surgery, and I yeah. just gotten, like, cleared. To... Big
1: smiles for everybody. I didn't know you, y'all went way back. Well, okay. now he's got all this hatred in his heart for LeBron. Do you really?
3: Huge. He left me twice. Yeah, left so me once. Shame on me. Ignore that. Left you so, twice. So, so Shame even, on no you. No
2: champions don't he, mean anything. Even if he me, gave me you the best year.
3: So yeah, but you, but you said you weren't leaving. That, he never said he that. He did. The second Not time in The second, second, time. second time he came back, he goes, I'm here to stay.
2: Well, of course, that's what they say. Everybody well, says.
3: Give me I like and come all these things.
2: Yeah, you got to take a little like, grain of say, no, listen, like, bit, you got to understand
3: that this is a business. I, I totally understand. Okay, but, so, then don't say it. Just be like, well, "I'm coming back here. I, my I'm being paid to win a championship. We'll see what happens after that." Okay, I don't, I, I don't know right. you don't they know. I'd have respected you go, a lot more for you, it. You're
2: gonna scold him even more. Yeah, no, no, no. no, no, I You're I, gonna I, sit I would there with spite I, in your heart.
3: Wrong. I would have respected it more had he just not said it.
1: I don't recall him saying that.
3: Do you? Don't. I don't
1: recall it either. But I, I think
3: I can tell you he did. <laughs>
1: Alright, who was yours? <laughs> you probably got a call from like Axel Rose or something in your freewheeling DJ days.
3: Oh uh, station promotion rock band days. I, I had bands actually come to my house See? like with the tour bus and get out See? and perform and, and then just party all night like at my you house. You too? Must be nice. Uh no. Uh, the band uh Blessed Union of Souls. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah Literally much. they they we did a we did a <laughs> station remember. show and yeah. I was like, Hey, uh, someone was weird backstage, and someone was like, Hey, it's Gibbs' birthday, and we're tapping kegs at like midnight. And they're like, What's the address? They gave it up. to him. Tour bus showed up in the middle of Lakewood on a side street. Good bus, lord. The band got out. There were a bunch of roadies with them. Well,
1: oh, they're from Cincinnati.
3: Yeah, we had a big old party. <laughs> um, there were a couple other bands that did that. That is awesome. Um, I got a phone call. So I was an intern at Q104 when I started. For the great Larry Morrow, who's one of the, all he's an icon in the radio industry. He's in the National Radio Hall of Fame, and uh, was was a big proponent of rock and roll coming to the city of Cleveland and and Detroit back in the day. And uh, you know, I was I was his intern, and he reached out. This was my junior year. He said, "I got an opportunity for you. Wanted to see if you might be interested in an internship." Like on a national level. And I said, sure. And he goes, all right. Well, I'm working on some things. I got a guy that might need someone, and blah, blah, blah. And I got a phone call in my apartment, uh, and my roommate picked it up, (laughs) and he answered. And thank God it was sober. Um, He literally looked over and he goes, Casey Kasem's on the phone for you.
1: (laughs) And I was like, That's a specific voice. I was like,
3: no. He goes, no, I'm pretty sure Casey Kasem's <laughs> on the phone. And Casey and Larry were, were longtime friends, and Casey was looking for an intern for the uh, weekly top 40. Oh, And my gosh. the only reason why I didn't get it is because I didn't live in L.A. I was willing to relocate, but they, uh, from a, they were a little worried that me coming all the way out and paying my own way and that, you know, there could be issues. And they, it was just like from a, probably an easier logistical standpoint, they went with someone locally. But it came down to me and the, uh, someone else. And I had I had amazing. a couple calls with Casey Kasem.
1: That's fantastic.
3: So, all right. from a phone call, that's, yeah.
1: That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Um, all right, you want to do the quarterbacks next? Um or do you want to do that at 2?
3: I feel like we should do it at 2 o'clock because we're going to need a little more time. Okay. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll flip-flop a couple things. We'll do a short segment here.
1: All right, very good. Cleveland Browns Daily, 850 ESPN Cleveland.
0: Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland.
1: All right, welcome back into Cleveland Browns Daily Experience, full-throttle, family fun at Monster Jam, where world-class athletes and their 12,000-pound monster trucks tear up the dirt in wide-open competitions of speed and skill. Simply put, the most action-packed motorsports experience for families in the world today. It returns to Cleveland Browns Stadium on Saturday, June 3rd. For more information, go to clevelandbrownstadium.net com uh coming up here in about 10 minutes we'll get into the top 75 quarterbacks from bill connolly uh also a mailbag day so tweet us your questions at browns underscore daily the best questions as per Gibb, get asked, answered rather at 230 i want to run by um some of this browns rookie class for you um early and imp- tillman looks good he looks good just running around um big body impressive athlete yep. um it's a. It's now become kind of a crowded wide receiver room. Yes, it has. How can, how can he – what impact can he have in year one? Well, I think
2: the difference between him and that he has over all of these other wide receivers is that he brings an attitude to himself. You know, he's a very physical wide receiver. And not to mention, in the red zone, he's a huge jump ball target. I mean, I've seen a clip that the Browns posted a couple of days ago where – you know, he climbed over somebody, caught the ball, and took up off the, up the field. So I think he brings that aspect. He's very aggressive. Obviously, he's a big body wide receiver. Yes, DPJ is big, but this guy is that as well. And on top of that, he jumps over people to catch the ball. So I think that's where he'll find his niche. Anyway. Yeah,
1: hype Really great at, from in terms of a high point situation. Siaki is the one who's got to go, right? If you had to pick one guy in this class, it's got to yeah. be a dude. Yeah. It's currently constructed, it's got to be him, right? Yeah. I mean, if he's going to be plugged into that starting
2: that line that starting lineup in this. 4 3 defense. The edge is, is pretty solidified. Zedarius Smith stays yep. healthy. Miles Garrett is going to have a double team. Dalvin Tomlinson already, we know what he can do if him and Zadarius is paired up on the same side. They already have that chemistry from playing with each other in Minnesota. So Ika will be the one that has to free up Miles Garrett. How does he free up Miles Garrett? Well, a big 335 pounder like him. He, they say he has a lot of pass rush ability that's that's like hidden under his game so if he brings that out and forces the double team off of Miles Garrett his stats might not show that he gets the sack yeah. but he's helping Miles Garrett out in a huge way and i think that's what they're going to be depending on is that he uses his big body and uses those pass rush skills to get Miles Garrett off of the double team
1: originally an LSU guy and then went to Baylor with Dave Aranda mm-hmm. And and followed him there. So there, that's a little bit of the pedigree on Siaki. Ike. I want to ask you about the two Buckeyes. Let's start with uh, Duwan Jones, Big Thanos. Um, this is – he's just a monster of a man. <laughs> yes, he is. I mean, and you're, you're handing him to one of the greatest offensive line coaches yep. in the history of the sport. Like, if he's engaged mm-hmm. and dialed in, he'll there's be, a lot there. He'll be a dude. I mean, you know, that's that's the thing.
2: I think that when you look at DeWan Jones, you know, the big question mark with him is his ability to stay in shape and stay engaged in football, like you say. But with Bill Callahan as the offensive line coach, obviously we've seen the products that he's put out on the field. Yeah. They've all been successful. It's going to take an offensive line coach that cares and can see the, the bigger picture. Because a lot of these players come into the league and they only see themselves in a certain, certain light. But Bill looks at him and can say, listen, you could be one of the best tackles in this league, period. And – it's up to him to follow the plan that Bill comes up with. Getting with that strength staff, making sure that he stays in shape, making sure that he watches his weight. He's already a good basketball player, so he has good feet, which is something that you need at that tackle position. And he's a big guy. He makes contact and gets his hand on a lot of these DNs. It's dead right yeah, now. Yep. And that's the thing. He's got to work on that kick slide, make sure that he gets the, the big enough kick slide. Going up against a Miles Garrett or, or Zadarius Smith is going to make him better because both of those guys have certain Moves that they do that makes them elite. You know, obviously Miles Garrett has one of the best jumps get offs on in the oh, game gosh, of football, yeah. and then Darius Smith is one of those bully guys that that's very physical that get off of his blocks like that. So DeJuan Jones will get a good share of seeing speed and seeing power that he'll be molded. That when his time his number is called to go in that game, he should be able to excel because he's going against two of the very best DNs in this league in practice every day.
1: Oh, boy. Boy, you want to talk about a crash course in the NFL, he's going to get one. <laughs> and you you know this is I, – I said this when they drafted Whipler in the sixth round. Like, Ohio State was pretty heartbroken that he decided to go pro. Yes. And the thinking around there was he comes back, he's a second-round pick. Yeah in the middle of that offensive line. So that yep. could be a steal, too. And he had a fantastic rookie minicamp.
2: Yes, he did. He's a, he's one of the brains. You know, he's very smart. Um, the only thing is, you know, with that size, he has to get a little bit stronger. But I think that, like, he's, like you alluded to, you know, if he would have came back another year, you know, and got bigger and a little bit more stronger in there and stout in that system with Ohio State, he for sure would have been, you know, either a second or maybe even a first-round pick. I mean, you know, Ohio State has produced some great Really incredible centers the past few seasons from Ohio State that's done well in the NFL with Corey Lindsley. Um, and all the other guys that's there. So
1: I mean, Billy hasn't been great in the NFL, but he was a first round. He was a, pick first, round
2: pick. Patty was a yep. first round pick. Pat Offline was a first round pick. It's it's a few of them. So um, I think that now that he's with Bill Callahan again, he's going to yep. get the best out of him. He's going to get stronger and being in his league, um, which is which is interesting because when you're in the NFL, a lot of the times you 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 trim down and you you really want to be able to move. But if he's going up against like. Siaka Ika all the time. Yeah, He's forced to get bigger and stronger. He'll learn that, that system, understand how to check protections, understand where things is coming from because at the center position, you have to be smart. You have to be able to see everything and call everything out, make sure everybody's all on the same page. And I think that's one of the areas that he excels at the most is because he's very smart.
1: Certainly is. And he was – I mean, at one point, Callahan singled him out and said, to show an example of how to do something mm-hmm. and that's that, that's a head start when yeah. you have when you have that type of acumen right. already um all right coming up next we'll take a look uh, bill connell of espn put out his list top 75 quarterbacks of the 2000s uh these are always fun to argue about we'll do so coming up next you'll list to cleveland browns daily on 850 espn cleveland
4: <sighs> spring is a time of renewal so why not refresh your home with a little help from blinds.com
0: Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by Bat, Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland.
1: When a medical mistake caused you injury, call the medical malpractice attorneys at 1-800-ELK-OHIO. Elk & Elk is a proud partner of your Cleveland Browns. All right, this is from ESPN's Bill Connolly. He's, he's a good dude. He's a good friend. He, he does this. He It's two of these lists every spring, and every spring, uh, for what I do in the morning, I thank him. And say thank you because this is content that I can run with for a week when you do these things. So he did his top 75 college quarterbacks of the 2000s. So when I talked to him about this this week, I said, All right, so first of all, I need to know criteria. Okay. How are you coming up with this? Because when you think about college football quarterbacks of the last since the year 2000, there are many one year wonders one-year Comets. There's a bunch of them. Um, There's a bunch of guys that were two- and three-year starters. There's guys who won the Heisman. There's guys who led their teams to national championships. How do you balance all that? And his answer was that I take a little bit of all of it. I take a little bit of the stats, a little bit of the individual Heisman achievement, a little bit of the team you know, team achievement, and I, I come up with this, and he acknowledges that there's no perfect way to do this because it's very difficult to compare a four-year starter versus a one-year Comet. Mm-hmm. For example, you know, just from a Ohio State perspective, and I'm not suggesting he should be number one, Dwayne Haskins' one year at Ohio State was a supernova. Yes. I mean, that's 50 touchdowns. I mean, that had never been done. So um, that that's kind of the tricky thing uh, when you're looking at this list. So his top five – was number five, Joe Burrow, number four, Tim Tebow, number three, Vince Young, number two, Cam Newton, and number one, Baker Mayfield. He had Deshaun Watson sixth on the list. So if, if I were to put this question to you,
2: <laughs> it's just laughable. I can't who
1: would, who would you have as your number one quarterback of the 2000s? And let's, well, before you give me that, How would you weight it? Would you weight individual single season of greatness, Heisman, national title, accumulator? Uh, How would you do it?
2: So I think that to me – the number one thing I would think of is i would I would look at stats, look at statistics. The next thing I would look at is team success mm-hmm. because I think if you have a good quarterback in college that's like half the battle like Go. you, you got a you got one of them good yeah. quarterbacks you're automatically should be in the top going for a championship <laughs> um so I would look at that championships is one, and then Heisman obviously would play a part because that's that means you're the best of that whole year. Mm-hmm. So that will hold a lot of weight as well. I think those would be the three things that I – that to me, the stats, Heisman, team success. Okay. That would be the top three things that I would look at. Yeah,
1: I think we're probably similar in that regard. So then with that criteria, we'll get to where the Buckeye guys landed on this list but because um, there are some real grievances down the list. Um, but in terms of, of your top, what would it look like? Oh, I would <laughs> – so I would
2: have Cam Newton, probably Tim Tebow, Joe Burrow, Vince Young, Deshaun Watson would be my top five.
1: So Cam Newton is number one for me. Mm-hmm. He is the answer to the question of if you were to start a college football program and you could take any player of the la- of the 2000s, Cam number Newton. one, you would take Cam Newton. Yep. The team that he went undefeated with at Auburn, and this is the separator between him and Burrow, Jamar Chase did not play for Auburn. I agree. Okay. I Justin it, Jefferson did not his play second, for Auburn.
2: second-best player? Was with Trey Mason?
1: You tell me. I, I can't
2: tell <laughs> See, I don't know. That's what I'm saying. You can't tell me.
1: I don't know. I have no idea he, he took a program that had never sniffed that and won a national title and was perfect. Cam also had moments. The LSU game. Where they can't tackle him. They're not league guys. I want to say like, was Michael Dyer on that team? Maybe the running back. Let me look. He he's down like twenty-eight to three at Bama. This is the twenty ten team. Let's you don't see. know him. It's not dudes.
2: <laughs> you don't know him.
1: No. It's not Jefferson, Jesse Jefferson, Jamar really? Chase. It's not Tyrell Zachary. No. See, You don't know him. Uh,
3: Cody Burns. You don't know him. Nope. Darvin Adams. Nope. D'Angelo Benton. Nope. Trevon Reed. I know him. That's my boy. <laughs> there's there's I mean, nobody there. I
1: know T. Reed. Yes, sir. There's a running Michael back, Dyer. Michael Dyer. He's he was a five star. Yeah. He ended up going back to Arkansas or something. <laughs> I think played at Arkansas State, but he was the he was their best, most known player other than Cam. Cam came in one year and was the dude. So I had Cam one on this list. I had Deshaun Watson two on this I'll list. Put him two. I'd put him two. He was the best player over on, Tim Tebow. I would. He was the best player on two national championship teams. Um, or one national championship team. He was the best player in two national championship games, both against Bama. A, did he win the
2: highest? He did not. Okay. That's, which is that's the nod I got to. Him, Tim which,
1: and that's fine. I mean, this is, this is splitting hairs. That's your list. Go this ahead. This is splitting hairs. Um, I would go Deshaun, too. I think Deshaun Watson is the most important college football player of the last decade. Because if he him going to Clemson took Clemson from Clemsoning to let's win national titles. That's what Watson did. Um, he elevated all of that. I would have Burrow three. Uh, I'm sorry, i have Tebow three. I'd have Burrow four. Burrow has the best single single season mm-hmm. in the history of the sport. 6,000 yep. yards, 60 touchdowns. It'll never be touched. Um, I think it's fine that Baker's in the top ten somewhere, and I think he should be somewhere in the f- five, six, seven range. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's all argumentative at that point where so, he's going to be. So you take but the your- thing that's hard with Baker is, like he here's here's them? what he here's what he needs here's what he gets credit for, he almost him and Lincoln Riley single-handedly resuscitated Oklahoma. Yep. He was absurdly accurate and incredible from a stat accumulation standpoint. Yep. The thing that hurts him is, what is his moment at Oklahoma? So plant, the biggest plant game,
2: the flag at OSU. probably oh.
1: that that, and the fact that he always beat Texas. Yeah. But probably planting the flag at OSU is probably the moment. But like, in that. National semifinal against Georgia?
2: He, no. He
1: was not great. No.
2: And he that's threw a pick. A, and that's my thing. Like, he didn't – they didn't even win a game in the semifinal In the
1: CFP. At yeah. all. And they so were up like, big. I don't
2: understand how he got yeah, one. Like, they were big. At least Vince Young went to the championship game. Karen went to the championship. Tim, Joe, Deshaun, all these guys went to the championship game and either won it Actually, I think they all
1: won it, actually. So that, to me, is why the Baker at one is hair scratching. Like, for me, <laughs> Matt Leinert should be ahead of Baker. He won the Heisman and the national championship at USC. Um, Did Carson Palmer win? No, he didn't win a national title. Trevor he won Williams? the Heisman. What about Trevor Lawrence? Lawrence didn't win a Heisman, but Lawrence should be high, too.
2: Robert Griffin the third.
1: He's a one-year guy. One Marcus year, one-year Marcus Mariota. Not ahead of Winston. Winston L- should Lamar be Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson's a little bit like Manziel. He's number eight on this list, by the way. He's a little bit like Johnny. Mm. Like there's a short window of greatness. Yeah. It's a it's this no, little he, w- he was electric. And he lifts people. Yeah. Johnny was electric. Like yeah. you lift people up for yeah. sure. Buoyed up a program, no doubt. So they have four buckeyes on the list. CJ is so how would you rank the Buckeyes since in the since two thousand? Mm. So they have CJ twenty. Justin Fields 29, Troy 33, J.T. Barrett 66. Haskins didn't make this list. Terrell Pryor didn't make this list, and Braxton Miller did not make this list.
2: The Braxton one is a crown. I went nuts that's on the a, Braxton that's one. A crown. <laughs> I <laughs> lost <laughs> it. Braxton. Because really? guess who?
1: Guess who made the list? Denard Robinson. I'm going to tell you something. That. There's not anybody on the planet who would have picked Denard Robinson over Braxton Miller. Nah. That bump nobody beat
3: the Browns in Jacksonville.
1: Braxton Miller was a, awful was a two-time Big Ten MVP. Yeah. And if he doesn't get hurt before 14, he probably wins it a third time. He probably would have won the Heisman that year, to
2: be honest with Yeah, you. I think
1: you're right. Now, you guys don't lose to Virginia Tech with him. No. So, But I don't know if you beat Bama with him. Because he couldn't stretch the field
2: That's a good point.
1: the way Cardell did.
2: He could throw the deep ball.
1: But you he- had to be... But the thing is,
2: he would have – because what is Alabama's
1: kryptonite? Mobile quarterback.
2: Yeah, he would have been that. So, he would have been that. I don't know if Devin Smith would have been – well, I guess Devin Smith still was
1: catching face.
2: You, the question is, <laughs> the, the four quarterbacks.
1: Braxton not on the list. Bra- criminal.
2: <laughs> Braxton should be on this for sure. And the thing about these quarterbacks is the four that's listed, it's outside of JT. None of them won the championship. And you can't really get – JT was hurt for the championship. So. Right. Troy won the Heisman. Troy won the Heisman. So, Troy – but Justin, to me, was like probably one of the best quarterbacks to ever come out of Ohio State.
1: Justin Fields is the best quarterback I ever seen play at Ohio State. That's what I'm saying. He he would have been number one on my list. Yeah. Now, I didn't get here in time. The only – I covered the Florida-Ohio State national title (laughs) game, but I was on the Florida – I was in Florida at that time. Yeah. So, I didn't cover Troy Troy, that year. I was covering Florida. So, I just saw him in the national championship game, and that was – they got overwhelmed. It was brutal. Yeah. Um, but I think Justin's ahead of CJ. Yeah,
2: I agree. Cause, and people, and when I had an argument about this. That money was like, <laughs> I said, I asked people for one season, who would you take, CJ or Justin? And at the beginning of the year, everybody said CJ, hands down. And I looked at them and I said, I would absolutely take Justin Fields. And my reasoning being is that defense for Ohio State. Sorry to my alumni that's listening. That defense for Ohio State has handicapped Ohio State for the past three years. Yeah. Okay. That's fair to say, right? Yeah. Yeah. Justin Fields took that same defense and went at least to the national championship game. CJ had this almost – they had a different scheme, but he had the same kind of players on that defense. They lose, what, three games? They lost to Michigan. CJ never beat Michigan. Two games CJ never
1: beat Michigan. He never won the Big Ten. So, that's to me – uh, Fields was – Fields is double one. Fields is – People forget about Fields' game against Clemson when he threw for six touchdowns. Yeah. And he was great in 2019 against Clemson when all those things had to go against him, Fields was. Mm-hmm. And they lost that close game where there was ten things that had to go their way for them to lose. Did you know that JT
2: Baird has as many Russian touchdowns as Ezekiel Elliott?
1: Okay. <laughs> I mean, Urban got him eight a year from the two. <laughs> I can't but believe that. I can. He, had, he ran that quarterback <laughs> keep out of the gun. I mean, I, how many times like, did you no, call that?
2: Bo, don't get me wrong. I sat there and I watched it. I mean, I, I like JT, but I my never, gosh. I never
1: thought he had as many touchdowns as Z, Four-year starter. Urban was a trust guy. So, if he doesn't have to risk a handoff, it's the same thing he did with Tebow at Florida. True. If Tebow had 20 touchdowns when you're rushing, like if he didn't have to hand it to somebody, he wouldn't. His favorite play call on third and anything, third and one, was Quarter, run.
2: quarterback run. Yeah, it was like the, That's what he did. I like the dilemma him and Cardale has. Yeah. Like, Cardale's like, I'm, I can't, I'm not doing that. I'm, I'm not running. I'm not, not running that. <laughs> That's not my game. Yeah.
1: So, no, that doesn't surprise me. I think I would have Fields. I think Fields and Troy should both be ahead of, of CJ. I'd that, have them both ahead of him.
2: I wonder why they – it must be for statistical reasons why CJ is in front yeah. of them, too. Because I they, just
1: think it's prisoner of the moment. The last time somebody saw him play was against Georgia, and he was great. He's a two-time Heisman finalist. Okay. There are accomplishments. I'm just saying. That's a participation trophy. To I agree. Fields never won a Heisman. Never won a Natty. Troy did. I know. That's what I'm saying. I'd have I'd have Justin the highest. Troy, Troy second, under, and, and then C J. Then C J. I would have Braxton ahead of J T. Too.
2: So you would? Would you have C J. Ahead
1: of
3: Braxton?
1: No. Okay. I wouldn't. meet. Would I'd have Braxton third on, among the Buckeyes. You know who's getting slept on a little bit here is Terrell
2: Pryor. He th- now that's the one thing, and he actually came out and said this. The one knock on JT and Terrell Pryor brought this up, and I don't know if he was throwing shade or he was mad. I don't know why he said it, yeah. but he did. He said, "In my career, is one thing that I can say as a Buckeye, I've never been blanked in the game." And I was like, yeah, JT did lose to Clemson. 31 nothing, 31 nothing." So, that's the one thing with Terrell Pryor, that he never got blanked. Yeah. And I was like, Terrell Pryor, interesting.
1: Terrell Pryor is one of the great what-ifs in college football history because he picked uh, the the right place from a winning standpoint and the worst place from an offense standpoint. If Terrell P- Pryor would have been able to play an urban spread option oh, or if he had gone to Michigan gosh. and played with Rich Rodriguez – People don't remember this. Like, those those Trestle offenses were under center on first down, hand to Beanie Wells or Brandon Sane or Boom Heron. How, what do we got? Second and short, under center. Second and eight, shotgun. Good luck. Make a play. It was the most predictable. Have a
3: kicker that can hit 60-yard oh, field goals.
1: They could not coach offensive football at all. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was bad. But the defense was good,
2: defense, though. Oh, my God. <laughs> the, the defense, defense was, was Stupid good. <laughs> and and was, Wells, was, what's the problem? I don't see a problem with that. Yeah. Uh, I, I the know. The defense you don't. was crazy good.
1: <laughs> yeah. Malcolm Jenkins. I mean, they have threes. Yeah. I mean, they had a squad. Damn. But yeah, that's true. So, yeah. And
2: now it's completely flipped, and we still
1: complain. Yeah, still. All right. Still time to get your mailbag questions. Uh, tweet them to us. Uh, at Browns underscore Daily. Uh, We will get to those here in about 10 minutes or so. You listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland.
0: Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland.
1: I'm telling you guys, here's something you're going to want to pay attention to when this season comes around. Going to be a target for Deshaun Watson. There's familiarity there. Uh, you like the look of him. It's Jordan Akins. Here's his media availability from yesterday.
2: How much was just the draw of getting back with Deshaun that led
3: you to come
5: Just the chemistry that we had. You know, um, I want to pick up where we left off in Houston. And, you know, the team camaraderie, me and Deshaun, we had a great chemistry, like I said. And um, I like the way he plays the game. The play is always alive when he's on the field. And, you know, I love to play with a quarterback like that.
0: He seems to, especially in the red zone, find, he has a knack for finding the tight end. What, what, does what that, where does that come from in your mind?
5: I think it's just his awareness and um, his belief in his tight ends, you know, he trusts us as we trust him. And like I said, the play's never dead with Deshaun. So, you know, a big body you know, it, sometimes it's easier to bump and get open in the red zone, and when we do, to shine his all finding us.
0: Did he be in here influence your decision to come here?
5: Um, yes. You know, I can say yes to that. And um, honestly, I just was looking, you know, to be somewhere that I was wanted and um, had great team camaraderie and. Um, you know, when I got here, when I came visit here, it was a perfect fit for me. And you know, like I said, I'm reunited with Deshaun, and that's a good thing for me. Have bonus. Yeah, it's definitely a bonus for me.
0: Jordan, when you saw him
3: on December fourth down in Houston, his first game back, what did you see compared to the guy that you played like?
5: Uh, he definitely was rusty. Um, he had to he had to get back in his rhythm. His rhythm was off. I could tell that his footwork wasn't where it should be. And, um, you know, it just was, it wasn't the typical Deshaun, but you know, the typical Deshaun beats adversity and that's exactly what he faced and he came back and did his job.
1: It had, had to be stressful for him that day, later admit it was. Did, did you oh, yeah. meet with him before the game? He,
5: I met with him after the game and I told him-, told him he was on Yeah, I told him, I told him great job with um, better adversity and, you know, overcome it. You know, it, it's huge for you to come back and win this game. So you made a statement. You know
4: Deshaun really well. When he's out here and, and getting this chemistry going, with guys, what are some of the things we're going to see from him when, you know, it's starting to click?
5: What, what can you say? Um, great rhythm throws, uh, deep ball throw, he, he's great at that. Uh, the defense, he, he's really good at it. He can read defense, pick apart defense, you know, whether we get the mismatches, he'll find the mismatches. And also when um whenever he seems like he's surrounded, he's going down, some way he pops out. So you gotta stay on your feet, stay moving downfield and be ready to make a play at all times. You know, you know,
0: last year when he was playing in those six games, there was kind of an education between the other ten that were playing with him, right. and him playing with them. Like right. sometimes they didn't know what he was doing. Got you. Um, you would. Is, is that a process that they're gonna have to marry together?
5: Um. It depends. I mean, we're here now. We we're, we're trying to overcome that right now. You know, that's what OTA is for. We're trying to get the rhythm down. We're trying to get the way he he plays the game. And luckily, I've been with him for three years, so I know I kind of know how to maneuver when when he makes certain moves. But. As a team, I think we'll be fine. Like I said, Deshaun, he will find the open guy. And we will make plays for him.
1: This, this time of year, is it pretty new to you because it's a new team, or is this close to what you've always done?
5: Um, The last two years, I would say is kind of similar because um, I was with the Giants last year, so I had to adjust. That was really my first you know, adversity as in move in and adjust into a different team. But this year, I was kind of prepared for it. And um, I'm more aware of what I had to do. So, you know, I kind of put things in the right place and made the right moves. So it was easier for my family and myself. you feel like there's great opportunity for you here? I feel like it's a great opportunity, man. Um, like I said, you know, being reunited with Deshaun and, you know, um, being able to get a different route tree. You know, in Houston, I was kind of labeled as a catch-and-run tight end in the flat. But I, uh, here I'm more down the field. I get to show off my athleticism, you know, in and out of cuts and catches after the run as well. Jordan, do you feel like even though
4: it's a new system for you, new team, like just the fact that you are with Deshaun and like can learn this with a quarterback you're familiar with, how much
5: of a help is, is that for you? Uh, it's a big help, man. Deshaun, should, Deshaun knows me, I know Deshaun. Um, certain plays when I'm coming across, I learn up in my formation sometimes I can just look at him, you know, give him a certain look and he can kind of signal some some of the routes, you know, we have signals for from uh, the previous team in Houston. So, you know, he helps me out, you know, and, um. You know, I help him out, you know, through the air as far as making plays. But um, the unison on this team is, you know, everyone the team camaraderie is great. You know, it's definitely different from where I'm coming from. Um, everyone's on one accord, so that's major in the NFL.
4: Is there, like, your connection that you have, is it like an X-factor thing that you can't describe, or is there something specific about your games you think that works really well together with him throwing
5: youth ball? Um, that's a good question. Uh, Deshaun, I would say Deshaun. He just his IQ for football is amazing. His reactions to certain looks are amazing. Me, I play off reactions and instincts. So you know, I do my job. At the end of the day, you have to play ball in some way. Deshaun's be Deshaun be on one accord with that. So he'll find you if you find open ground.
1: Given your non conventional career path, do you feel like there's still upside? Do you feel like there's doors that can still open
5: Oh, there's definitely a lot more that I can bring to the table. Um last year was really me, just really getting my feet wet. You know, they kinda depended on me in the offense. So, you know, as long as I'm presented with the opportunity, I'm definitely gonna overcome and you know I accept any challenge that comes my way, blocking the special teams or making plays downfield.
1: Watch out for him.
2: Yeah. He's a he's special. He's that big body, and he can get, definitely get up there and catch some of them passes. He is, with the chemistry that they already have, that right there alone makes him dangerous. And Deshaun Watson, you know, when he gets in those abil- those drills where he's doing scramble drill, he's just looking for a guy to, to chuck it up to. Who better than a guy that you've already played with that he you trusts. trust that's going to get the job done, especially down in that red zone? I think him and the Joku would be a nice one-two punch.
1: Yeah, he's 13.5 uh, yards a catch last season uh, in Houston at the tight end possession. So, um, and a late bloomer didn't come into the league until he was 26. So um, lots to like about that. There's, this is a, one thing that I've noticed with just this group of pass catchers, tight ends, receivers versus even when Odell and Jarvis were at their best, there's some big dudes out there now. Yeah. I mean, there's real size. I think Deshaun well, wants that.
2: Well, you can't – don't look past because my my former teammate is now out there. Yeah, it's yeah. By the
1: name of Marquis. Oh, dude, Dillard. he had a day yesterday. Oh, I,
2: listen, I, I know he did. I'm I, telling it you. It was to be expected. I, this is a guy that I watched in practice. When I was in San Francisco and I watched some of the things that Marquise did, I was like, this dude is like a legit wide receiver in this league, and I'm wondering like why his stats – never amounted to what he was doing in practice. Yeah. And I don't know what it is, but I know when I look out there with the Browns, what they did was they got him his Will Fuller. Without yeah. it being Will Fuller, you got a guy that you can't overthrow. You throw that ball deep on them scramble drills or somebody that you want to throw it deep down the field to, if this guy takes off, because a lot of people forget that. Oh, Marquise is an Olympian, so yeah, he, yeah. that speed he is goes. real. Like yeah. You think Tyreek Hill is fast. He's probably faster, which is yeah. scary to think of. So, when that ball goes up, he's going to be a guy that he can't overthrow. He'll make those plays. And I'm looking for a really good season out of Marquise Goodwin. Now, I'm not going to say – I'm not saying he's going to sit up here and say he's going to get 1,000 yards. That's not what I'm saying. That's
1: not the role, though. No.
2: I think he's going to come in. He's going to be the guy that stretches the field. He will be open on some of them deep balls. But if not, at worst – Amari Cooper's going to be very him and DPJ going to be very thankful to have a guy with that speed because they're going to be able to run their routes and not have to worry about any safety sitting on the routes or even practice potentially those linebackers might have to fly out of here.
1: This is amazing. Um, I guess I never when we signed Marquise Goodwin. I guess I never looked into the to that track stuff. Oh really? So, we talked oh, about I, it.
2: So, like, oh, the, it was it's real. I lived it. <laughs> so I,
3: I, I lived that, it. This is another one of those signings that happened, like in the shadow of the lot of the the More trade and yeah. I some remember of the other this happened. This came down on like a Friday afternoon. Okay, yeah. and then like it wasn't official for a few weeks because he, I think he was on vacation oh, around the right. country. Like so, you never thought about it. But like yesterday, I'm like, who? And I look, I'm like. Oh, now, I, I remember he's talking about a little day. I, well, I
2: was standing on the table, saying that he was him and Paris Campbell was the two free agents that I said that they're not gonna break the bank, but they will be a great addition to this room because of the speed that they bring. And I like I say, obviously, I'm a little bit biased because I played with both of those two names that I just said. But Marquise, when I seen him get signed,
1: I was like, that's it right there. So he won seven state championships, Texas 5A. Uh, state champion in the hundred meters. So you're talking I mean, that's elite speed. Two-time NCAA champion in the long jump, four-time All-American. Um, he was on, a member of the 2012 Olympics in the long jump. He's an Olympian. He's an Olympian. Yeah, Yep. That's that's pretty cool, man. I I I we talked all about his pro career, but never dug all the way back to the to the the track stuff that was out there. All right, we'll hit the mailbag coming up next. You listen to Cleveland Browns daily on eight hundred and fifty ESPN Cleveland.
0: Cleveland Browns daily brought to you by Ballybet. Coming soon to Ohio on eight hundred and fifty ESPN Cleveland.
1: I mean that video. Tyvis just showed showed me the video of Marquise. In, like, this fastest DB receiver contest? Yeah, it Chad was Johnson. Uh,
2: Chad Johnson did a 40-yard de- – it was 40 yards of gold. It was a $1 million prize where he had some of the fastest DBs and some yeah. of the fastest wide receivers go at it at a BB&T Center in Sunrise, Florida. It came down to Marquise Goodwin versus Dante Jackson from the Carolina Panthers, and Marquise Goodwin won by .05 seconds to win the
1: title. Yeah. Awesome. It's funny. We never talked about that just because we talked about him as a receiver. We have a lot of guys in that room. Yeah, they are. <laughs> hey, man, that's exactly Ocho, what the doctor ordered, though, man.
2: Emmanuel Acho yeah. said, y'all really let Marquise Goodwin con y'all out of a million dollars. <laughs> who, who, <laughs> did, who didn't think he was the fastest man in the NFL? <laughs> that is and amazing. And it's some, it's some good names. It was on the wide receiver. On the offensive side, They had Ted Ginn, Jacoby Ford, Alvin Kamara, Robbie Anderson, Marquise Goodwin, Kevin Snead, Jeff Battett. Richie James, defensive side, it was Dante Jackson, Trey Waynes, Dominique Rogers, Cromarty, Rashard Robinson, Tarek Sinkfield, John Franklin Third, Jalen Merrick, and Charles James II.
3: And with that, how about that? Mailbag it, Gibby. Mailbag time. Tweet us at Browns underscore daily. We've got a ton to get to. Richie Fox. Tyvus, the best what's the best advice you could give to these rookie defenders?
2: Uh, the best advice I give to these rookie defenders is learn the playbook. You know, you you have the the honor and the privilege of coming in under a new defensive coordinator. The guy who knows the playbooks and understands the adjustments first will be the ones that can be on this field and can make this roster. If you're a young guy, you weren't drafted You know, they need guys on this team that they can trust. You know, unfortunately, with the new kickoff rules, it's going to be a lot of touchbacks, so you won't be able to make your your impact. One phase of the game of football will be completely eliminated. So now you have to find a way to be effective on punt return, punt block, or on punt as a gunner or something like that. So to me, what, what gives you value is you know the playbook, you understand the adjustment. You might not be the most talented or athletic guy, but a coach would trust you to go in the game because at least you know where to be, where to line up, and understand how to get other guys lined up. So I think learning the playbook and trying to find some some value on special teams is the way.
3: Bobby Meschling. Bobby! My good friend Bobby. So Bobby sends us about 40 questions a week. Hey, Bobby! So we'll get to a couple here and we'll come back to him. Bo, what was your favorite thing about Tyvis as an intern? <laughs> the Shower humility. The man with after I whipped him in horse <laughs> to take it like a man and not make a big deal about it, uh, the uh, humility uh, of it uh, all. No. Uh,
2: Who would have thought that that Bo was actually good at horse? Was well, you, why wasn't you like a make guard? It, make in, it
3: rain. Weren't you a guard in high school? It's like it's too. Easy. Uh, he was pretty good. <laughs> he was a quarterback. <laughs> you he was, was a quarterback. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. Oh, you did oh, yeah. just tell me oh, that you yeah. were, you were the D- I wore the Dion, the Dion, Dion, which face is back. hilarious.
2: Was you wearing twenty one too? Ten. Huh, that's a nice number. Yeah, uh, not yeah, too shabby. I got the
3: look. Look at him uh, from Bobby Park. Two Tavis. How'd you become Bo's intern?
2: <laughs> so what happened was it's a very interesting thing. Um, with Urban, at, at so the, as
3: Urban the, was
1: really smart with this. Yeah,
2: with Urban as the head coach, you know, during the the summer for semester. So I think it's the month of May right now. There's absolutely no classes going on. So, Urban had like this job fair thing every year where he bring in all the—we call it Real Life Wednesdays. He bring in some guy from a company or something that you're interested in, and he will come in and speak to the team, tell you about the field the work he does, how you could get into the field. Then after that, after the after Real Life is over, at the end of the month, he brings this whole job fair. So it's a bunch of jobs: ESPN, uh, Pepsi, all these companies come in and you. He makes you come up with your resume. You got to write a resume, come up there, exchange cards, get their cards, stay in contact with them. So in the month of May, after all of that took place, he said, you guys need to, to get internships. And I'm like, with college. why would we get in internships? He was like, No, y'all need everybody on the team needs to go find an internship because football uh, football for you guys a lot of you might not go pro, so you need to work on, mm-hmm. you know, the next phase of your life. So everybody's like, okay, we all got so everybody got internships. I happened to go to Channel 10, and they were like, yeah, you'll come be an intern. And Bo was the guy that was in charge. So. Well, not in charge. Well, I mean, was Boose was in charge. Yeah, Boose was yeah. in charge, but yeah, I, I, I followed were, Bo and Dom guys. and Kayla Anderson around. Yeah, Those fun. were the, the sports <laughs> department. We were, so was that's fun. what happened. <laughs> it
3: was fun times. Tommy Clayco. Since you guys were hating pretty hard on the raisin cane slaw, is there a slaw that Bo and Tivus actually do like?
1: The
2: only slaw I would ever eat is on a Polish
1: boy. That's it. So let's just be real clear. I don't. We weren't. It just. It, to me, it doesn't go with that.
4: <laughs> Correct. It just seems like with an chicken odd fingers thing and fries. to
1: shoehorn into chicken fingers and fries and Texas toast. I actually really like an Asian slaw. Yeah. You give me a bit of slice. Sliced. Uh, roasted almonds in there uh with a little bit of rice wine vinegar uh very little cream just a touch. I like that a lot, but it's um so it's nothing. To get, I like slaw on a taco. I actually
3: like making my own.
1: Yeah, me too. Like on a yeah. I like it on a fish taco a shrimp taco. Yeah, All of that I'm for it. I just think it's weird where in with that with Cane's. Well,
2: and and yeah, tacos as well. Really? Brought that fish in. and shrimp tacos, slaw yeah. looks great on. Yeah,
1: yeah. For
3: sure. Bobby wanted, wanted Tyvus to tell us where the undisclosed location was. Nathan's mom you? wants to know. No. Nope, Bobby. <laughs> Sorry, Bobby. No, nope, Bobby, that's how you get banned. Easy. <laughs> that's right. Uh, let's see. I'm looking down. I'm trying to get a few other. Uh... <laughs> what are your thoughts on Thursday night football games, having no inactive on your 54-man roster and everyone dressed from Love a Dog today?
2: Everybody dresses? I didn't hear that. I didn't either. That is unbelievable. Do they get so they get paid a game check for that? <laughs> because he. I mean, that's a big, that's a big that, one. Yeah, that's a problem. I don't think there's no way that that's.
3: True. that's yeah. There's
2: no way that everybody. So you telling me, fifty three plus ten? No, it's actually more than that. So you you're saying about roughly sixty five players is going to get a game check. There's no way that they're going to let that. Happen. Absolutely no way. I think you heard that wrong.
3: Yeah, I think so, too. I I had not heard anything about that. That's new to me. More from Love A Dog today. What is that? with the new kickoff rule in place, wouldn't it make sense that in overtime the kickoff be eliminated if done for the purpose of safety, extra plays equals more chance for injury?
1: Yes. For sure. And then the next step will be, wouldn't it make sense to eliminate the kickoff entirely? No. No, no, that's where they're going. I know that's they are. That's 100%. I would
2: like them to do what the XFL do. I think that's the best way. It's safe at it eliminating the For the people the who commit. haven't seen that, tell them what that so is. The, so the XFL lines them up five yards apart from each other, the kickoff and the kickoff return. They let the ball, as soon as the returner catches the ball, boom, you go. And it eliminates the collisions because it's only five yards, so you don't got a guy running 40 yards, full head of steam, running into somebody. It's five yards. They're all across. You have to beat somebody uh, to make the tackle, and that's it. It's really very safe but it doesn't eliminate kickoff. It still allows, you know, that that sixth or seventh corner on your roster that's fighting to get a job. It allows him to still have a chance. It allows that wide receiver to still have a chance. These special teams gurus, the Matthew Staffers, the Nate Ebners, Josh Cribs, like you're taking away these electric moments that can happen and the impact of a game that special teams have. Because to me, special teams isn't nothing but one play where it's hundred and ten percent effort, you have to give everything you have to excel as special teams for just one play, and I think you eliminating it by, you know, making it fair catches and touchbacks. If you want, to, if it's really about the safety and you want to keep one of the most electric parts of a game, the opening kickoff, then you would adapt what the XFL is doing. Well said,
3: amen. Very, very well said, Greister, uh I want to peek behind the scenes. When you have NFL experts on the show, do you feed them questions beforehand? Or do they just know all the stuff based uh, off the top of their heads? Uh, we we do don't not, feed them anything. I'm about to say uh, we, <laughs> ha- we actually will not do a have a guest on if they want the questions in advance. I
1: have never in all my years in radio ever prepped a ever. guest on what I'm asking
3: them. Nope. In no. fact,
1: m- most times I will hit them with something off the wall first <laughs> to to un- to loosen it up a little bit. I have no no I wonder- never. I've never I don't even know anybody who has to, done that. To be honest no. with
2: you, when what I What are you going to ask
1: me? When I do Whatever r- I decide. When yep. I
2: do radio. I really don't even need the rundown. <laughs> I really sometimes don't even need the rundown. I just yeah. I just pay attention to a lot of stuff that's going on. But, no, I've never – nobody's ever given me questions beforehand. No. I don't think that's – because it takes away the the natural feeling, yeah. my natural response. And I think, for me, I'm an authentic guy. I want you to get to know the real me and understand where I'm coming from. So, if I know the question beforehand, then I done prep my answer. No, I want you to know exactly how I feel yeah. right
1: when, I, when he asked me. Well, and the other thing is, is, like, you would never have anybody on who would need to do homework. I agree. I agree. Like, <laughs> We're having people on because they benefit the show and the audience. <laughs> yep.
3: Rapid Fire Bobby time. Best concert you've ever been to.
2: I've only been to one concert in my life, and it was at Ohio State. It was the Big Sean concert. It was free. It was the icebreaker. Big Sean's my favorite rapper. Best concert I've ever been to because it's the only it's the concert I've been to.
3: Only one.
1: Oh How about that, Gimme
2: Gibby? Nah, uh,
1: my mind is blown. <laughs> good night, everybody. Dave Matthews Band, uh, August of 96, Red Rocks
3: one place i haven't seen him there and i'd love to see it there yeah
1: that's a scene red rocks is a scene
3: the gorge is incredible out west too uh, i saw pearl jam at the gorge oh not too shabby uh let's uh, how many phones have you broken or lost Bobby? never none, none. zero wait yeah, when, I'm not you, my w- kid. when
2: you say broken what do you mean
3: you, you dropped me? it drop and and shattered screen i
2: shattered the back of mine but i never shattered the screen
3: never the screen no, all right you say never Undefeated on phones. Uh, most lu- useless thing you know how to do. Final one. Useless thing I know how to do. Yep.
1: <coughs> I mean, it doesn't, I guess, I, as I as I answer this, then I think that I probably do this every day. I am absurdly good at Trivial Pursuit. Ridiculously
3: so. I hate Trivial Pursuit. Crush
1: it. Mm-hmm. And it assume, I guess, I use it in what I do every day because it's, you know, memory or whatever. Yeah,
3: um,
2: probably video, retaining information. Probably video games. Right? That's, that's kind of useless, right? But I'm. I'm Which un- one are you best at?
1: All of them. <laughs> All of them. <laughs> you know, eight.
2: you know what's funny is actually I play 2K and Call of Duty a lot, but like I don't play Madden like that. I pick it up and play every now and again, and I'm still better than a lot of people because I
1: understand defense. Yeah.
2: Like I actually run it. like What about the people
1: on Madden though that have like the? They have like the. Uh, the cheats where they figure out the algorithm. Yeah, I don't like them. I don't like them. Either. That, that, that's
2: don't like them. Play the game how it's supposed to be played. That's right.
1: You know, the college football game's coming back next year. Yeah. I if will. you were in it, would you let them use your name, image, and likeness? So I, the thing about that is,
2: I hope that I am in it so they can cut me a royalty check. They need to put the, the whole <laughs> – 2014 put, Buckeyes hey, need to be why in Why not? got to cut play me with a them. check.
1: <laughs> i take a little. Yeah, that's wonderful. So much more to come. You'll listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. <laughs>
0: Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland.
1: All right, welcome back in to Cleveland Browns Daily. This was fun, buddy. This was Always is. Every time I see It's, you, it's Uncle Bo.
2: I mean, you always right. going to take Nephi, care of me.
1: I got you. You're my guy. Lo- love doing stuff with you, pal. Uh, as always, we'll see you in a couple of weeks. Right? Yes. We'll be back in the mix in a couple of weeks. We so have that to look forward to. Uh, the ne- hey, have a great and safe holiday weekend, everybody. Uh, we will be back uh, tomorrow. Well, yep, we got a little we special will. show, we'll a special tomorrow. program Some tomorrow. New interviews. Yep, absolutely. So you have that. The next level is coming up next. Thanks for listening, everybody. Cleveland Browns Daily, eight fifty ESPN Cleveland.
0: You've been listening to Cleveland Browns Daily, a production of the Cleveland Browns and 850 ESPN Cleveland.
4: Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks...